here today with a Democratic Alderman candidate, Roger Wilson. Um, how are you today? Hey, doing great. Okay. And um, we're going to be talking to him a little bit about um, his campaign and everything. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of like why you're running for Alderman? Sure. Again, my name is Roger Wilson and I am running for uh, Alderman uh, for the city of Frederick. And we moved here about 20 years ago. Um, what brought us here to Frederick was a job uh, that my wife had with State Farm Insurance. And we found it to be a welcoming and uh, enjoyable uh, community. And uh, all three of our children were born here. And I just felt that it was a time now after 20 years in the private sector to come back and um, participate in helping shape the future of the Frederick City. And uh, I'm running because I want, I believe that the city of Frederick is the best city uh, in the state, in the country, uh, but we can do better in some areas. Um, one is uh, homelessness. Uh, we can do better there. Uh, we can do better on the economy. Uh, we can do better on our roads and infrastructure. And so I, I want to be a part of that in solving those problems. What did you do in the private sector? So I was with IBM for about 20 years and um, definitely IT uh, related. Uh, I was an associate partner in their supply chain management group. And what do you do now? Uh, <laughs> today, my day job is the director of government affairs for Frederick County government. So I see you in that position, obviously. Sure. Um, do you think that role has any conflict with your decision to run for alderman? No, I actually think it's a strength uh, because uh, Frederick City is growing, uh, Frederick County is growing, and it's an opportunity for a partnership. I think if you have 12 strong municipalities in the county, you have a strong county. And one of the areas in Frederick uh, that I want to help strengthen is uh, infrastructure and roads, and the county and the city uh, can partner on that. And one last introductory question, I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, what neighborhood do you live in? I live in Deerbot. It's uh, right off of 26. Okay. It's in uh, the northern part of the city. Okay. Um, we can jump in on some of the issue questions now. Um, what I've been asking everybody pretty much first is um, the primary just ended. It was a very low voter turnout, about less than 14%. And um, there's been talks of possibly increasing ways to possibly increase voter turnout and um, one of those suggestions has been for years possibly changing it to gubernatorial or presidential year is that something you would support or would like push for yes yes <laughs> I, I think that's one option I think another option is to have mail-in ballots uh, we've uh, seen that in other municipalities across the country that has worked and um, I would propose a uh, to, you know, pursuing that option as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you support making the city elections nonpartisan? That's um, something that's kind of rare for the city of Frederick in the state of Maryland. Well, in the state of Maryland, you have three municipalities still that are nonpartisan. That's Annapolis, uh, Baltimore, and Frederick. Three that are partisan. Yeah. Yeah. Three that are partisan. Uh, my apologies. And um, uh, Frederick has always uh, looked at that as an option, so I would be open to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And you did run as a Democrat. So uh, what makes you a Democrat? What do you identify with uh, as far as the party goes? Mm -hmm. So I, I believe in the, the values of the Democratic Party. Um, um, definitely at the national level, uh, the issues around health care, uh, universal health care um, to people. Uh, also, uh, jobs and getting jobs, uh, being for uh, strong jobs and a strong economy. Uh, also, um, just being for the people. You know, there's a there's a real uh, kind of disconnect right now at the national level of where politics sits and what are the real needs of people. Have you always been a Democrat? Always, always. <laughs> my my mom and dad um, worked in a factory, and uh, it was unionized. And um, back. I would say over 30 years ago, there was a strong foundation with the Democratic Party as uh, unions, and so that's what I grew up on. Okay. Um, I know you had mentioned infrastructure and county partnerships with that. Um, when you were talking earlier, one thing that is um, goes along with infrastructure is roads and transportation. Um, what would you say some of your biggest uh, transportation priorities would be if you're elected? biggest one right now in the city, the biggest challenge uh, with roads is uh, US 15, uh, especially through the city of Frederick. Uh, from starting at um, Interstate 70 all the way over to Route 26194, uh, US 15 is a needs to be expanded. And so one of my projects uh, when it comes to roads would be to advocate for the expansion of US 15 through that um, section of road there. Uh, the other is just the infrastructure, um, you know, the piping and the, you know, you talk about water and sewer, everything boils down to water and sewer at the municipal uh, level. And um, the area that I would focus my attention on is infrastructure with the piping and the water and sewer. It's aging. We have to 50-year-old um, water and pipes that are in place right now. I want to set up a uh, infrastructure fund that would take 5% of any revenue growth that we have, uh, whether it be you know property taxes, any revenue growth that we have, and put it toward uh, fixing our infrastructure. So that when we do get mandates from the state, that we don't have to raise water and sewer fees mm -hmm. on the citizens, okay? So that we can tap into that infrastructure uh, bank and fix these infrastructure needs. Mm -hmm. US 15 has been a topic of discussion for a long time. Um, what do you think it will take to kind of uh, see some movement there? It's almost like um, talking about I-270 you know, we've been talking about that for 30 years uh -huh. and just was it last week or week before last the governor came out with a proposal for a nine billion dollar proposal to expand i-270 and perhaps put tolls uh, on the roads i uh, i'm glad to see that being pushed forward i think uh, we need that same level of advocacy uh, for us 15 uh, through the city um, and I think it needs to happen at the local level as as well as the the state level. 
So I will be working very hard to every session to be down in Annapolis advocating for those dollars uh, to um, to jumpstart that project on US 15. Okay. Um, let's jump around a little to downtown. Uh, biggest project, one of the biggest right now downtown is a downtown hotel and conference center. <laughs> um, That's where Roger and I know each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's discussion. That, I know. They, I mean. That, that project just keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that the, uh, you've supported the project. Yes, like, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as right now you're supporting it on the county side kind of through your job, but um, if you're elected to the city, I mean, do you adv- are you going to continue advocating for the city to continue funding and being a funding partner with that? And I guess how would you do that? So, uh, again, I, I am uh, for the project. I think it's a, a strong economic project that will starburst uh, other, other economic um, initiatives here in the city. Um, our economy is, a large portion of our economy in the city is, uh, and also Frederick County, is tourism. Uh, I think it was an article um, a week ago about the impact of tourism here in the in the county in the city i will uh, do my best to as a elected official to continue to write um, uh, be in front of uh, elected officials down in annapolis and partner with them to get those dollars to enable us to uh, get the infrastructure needs you know in place to support the downtown hotel conference center project. Uh, one of the things that um, I would like to see come from the down hotel uh, conference center is to start the conversation about the mark train. I think mm-hmm. uh, the mark train is uh, an asset that we need to uh, see if we can go down and uh, get the dollars to have a, a 12 month pilot project for weekend and uh, weekend trips, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, I think that would be uh, good. Uh, folks coming up from Washington, D.C. Uh, would like to tour Frederick and have that full experience. Uh, they don't want to rush home. We want them to stay right here and spend their money, okay, and eat in nice restaurants and shop in the small businesses here in Frederick. Uh, and then let them go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think it's very important that uh, that they have that full experience. Uh, so the next step for me uh, in the downtown hotel conference center is, uh, you know, advocating for more transportation dollars to um, to have that mark train running on the weekends. And do you think that the city has moved fast enough on that project? Um, you know, I see you down in Annapolis and the Democrats and the General Assembly delegation, you know, fight hard all session to get that money in the budget. And then, um, you know, the other nine months of the year go by and they have to fight to get the money back again. Um, do you think that the city is holding up its end in in, in using that resource? Yeah, I, I think they are. I, it's a, a project of this size in, uh, in dollars, uh, it will, it's not going to be a quick turnaround. So 
the process is the process, and uh, the city has uh, done a good job at going after those dollars where possible. Um, so I, I, I look forward to getting more involved in uh, advocating for that project and uh, future economic projects. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, moving away from downtown a little bit to the west side, um, west side regional park has been topic of a discussion since the city bought the Hargett Farm property in 2009. Um, first of all, do you support developing um, that land as a park? And if so, what amenities would you like to see go in there? So yes, I, I do support um, a West Side Regional Park. I, I think it's a, a good idea. Um, got off to a rough start uh, on the planning um, and the kind of vision, you know, for the park. Uh, but I, I think what's happening now, there's been a task force put together and a lot of discussion on uh, ideas. Um, I would like to see. Uh, the the focus to be on what the needs are for that side of town. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about the aquatic center. Mm. I, I think that's a, a good idea. Um, not sure how fast that we could do something like that considering the cost. Um, I would like to see um, us address the needs of the, the seniors on that side of town. And um, you know, so we, we got to look at all options. Um, there are definitely some road improvements that are need to need to be made over there, but uh, I do see uh, also a need for soccer fields. Uh, my uh, youngest, uh, she plays soccer, and we're always trying to figure out, you know, where where you know they're going to go uh, to uh, to play. Um, and also, she swims. You know, with the Frederick. Uh, Frederick High School pool being eliminated or um, demolished it's a um, there's a real need for places to go and swim and compete and um, so I I think it is a those two needs are there uh, I think the that parcel land could fulfill those needs but we got to look at the cost and um, see how fast we could you know implement a, such a project like that um, talking about just kind of where to place city resources and kind of yeah, equality. Sure. Um, there were two sets of data that came out recently that are interesting. The um, U.S. Census Bureau gave new uh, area median income estimates for the county mm -hmm. and put area median income up at $90,000, a little more than that, and that's more than the state average. Um, but the United Way also had their Alice report, which shows that one in three uh, families in the county have a hard time making their ends meet. So what do you think um, about um, income equality in, in the city and whether there's enough help for low income or vulnerable populations? Yeah, that's a very big issue uh, right now. Um, a I think the Alice report reports that uh, an individual, yeah, as an individual, you need to make uh, roughly around 31000 so to uh, remain above poverty. And then as a family of four, I think it sits at around 75000 And um, the 90000 uh, median income is, is, you know, I've always thought about that as a kind of misleading because you, you have a lot of uh, folks 
going down the road, and they may skew that number a bit. I've always wanted to know what the real number was, you know, for those who live here and work here, mm-hmm. as opposed to live here and work down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that number is, um, is the big question mark. And I think once we find that number out, uh, we can address the, the issue more, more effectively. It's a, um, a lot of people are working uh, two and three jobs in order to remain above poverty. Um, I think there's some things that we can do around the economy to attract uh, jobs here that kind of fulfill those um, middle or working class uh, needs. Um, so we just have to continue to, to work on that. Yep, good question. Do you think that there's enough affordable housing in the city? Uh, no, no. We uh, Affordable housing um, is a part of my platform uh, to uh, kind of get my get our arms around. Uh, we need to have more uh, MPDUs, uh, especially in our newer developments um, in the city. Uh, right now, I'm looking at uh, a new policy kind of addressing that, increasing it to about 20% MPDUs in our newer That's developments. Moderately priced dwelling unit. That is right. That's in right. government speak. Yeah, in government <laughs> speak, yeah. So um, I, I think there's a, a, a big need for uh, for uh, affordable housing, especially for our seniors who are kind of downsizing. And uh, right now, downtown in the city, you don't have uh, elevators, you know, in the townhomes. Um, so everything is you know, upstairs, downstairs, and our seniors are trying to get away from that, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you talk about our starter homes, you know, folks that are just starting out and they can't afford uh, to get in a home right now, more unlikely they're going back to live with their parents until they can save enough money. So we, as far as affordable housing, uh, that needs to be addressed at, at both ends of the spectrum, yep. Sorry, I keep jumping in on Mallory, but <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> you were talking about starter homes, um, and uh, I recently bought a house, and you know, start getting those property uh, tax. Congratulations! Bills. Yeah. So I'm wondering what you think about the city's property tax rate, um, whether or not it should uh, stay where it is, go down to the constant yield, somewhere in the middle, or something different entirely. Uh, once again, that that is. Um, a platform of mine. I, I don't think any other candidate is even talking about this um, tax transparency. That's what I'm calling it. And when we first moved here 20 years ago, um, I got my trash picked up uh, twice a week. Uh, bulk trash was picked up every six months. And today, um, I only get my trash picked up uh, once a week. Uh, bulk trash is gone. Um, I want to bring back bulk trash. Uh, by the way, but we need to have tax transparency uh, in a way that each household needs to know what their what services that they're getting for the taxes that they're paying. And so I want to uh, kick off an initiative where we personalize our tax bill based on um, the services that each household is receiving so that you know it is clear that these are the services that you're getting for your taxes. And from there, 
I want to make sure that uh, duplicate services, you know, with the county and the city is clear. Okay. And so that's, but first we need to understand clearly, you know, what each household is paying and what services that they're getting. Mm-hmm. And, and what benefit does that have um, in your mind? Well, it, one, it educates the, the taxpayer. It, it makes sure that we're being responsible to the taxpayer uh, is transparency. Um, and then uh, what we can do from there is understanding uh, how we can, if we need to reduce our, our taxes, okay, all right? And then when you get into constant yield in the budget, you know, you'll have data, better data to, to work for, okay. work from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another issue that's probably going to carry over into the next term, um, okay. the Board of Aldermen right now are looking at a new police headquarters and dif- looking at different... Um, new police hel- headquarters? Headquarters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking at different sites possibly to mm-hmm. um, put the new headquarters because they need their need of that. Sure. Um, where would you... I guess have you? I don't know if you've, how much you've looked into it or whatever, but where would you like to see the new police headquarters go? Hmm. I think there was a proposal for uh, to go over at the the Trinity. Yeah, that school. was that was part of the proposal. So yeah, I think there was a few yeah. different options. But there was, um, uh, I think, the city, uh, F, the Frederick Police Department said they needed a seventeen million dollar mm-hmm. upgrade. So. Um, <clears throat> I would look at, uh, there are a couple of uh, sites uh, that I would consider. Uh, one is the the old uh, Department of Social Services building, mm-hmm. okay, um, and also I, I would go back to the, the Trinity, mm-hmm. the Trinity School. I, um, I haven't looked too far into the mm-hmm. details of what the, the upgrade needs are, uh, but $17 million sounds high. So um, I would have to spend some time looking at the at the cost details, what the needs are. Okay. Um, well, now's the point in time where you kind of get to make your elevator pitch. So uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, what to you are the three biggest policies uh, or changes that you would like to see come to city government if you're elected? Sure. Uh, the first policy is uh, when I talked about. My, my platform includes um, um, planned growth, um, a focus on planned growth and um, tax transparency and also um, looking at our economy. So the first policy that I would like to see change is our um, APFO policy, uh, Adequate Public Facility Ordinance Policy. Right now it sits at a three-year wait-and-go policy. Either a residential developer can come in and pay a mitigation fee or they can wait three years and have that APFO tested at the schools to see if you have the, the adequate school um, infrastructure and capacity that, and also roads, you know, water and sewer. Uh, but I would like to change that from three years to five years, okay? So the infrastructure can catch up with mm-hmm. residential growth. Okay. So, so the city would be able to see that there's interest in developing an area mm-hmm. and, and help get the infrastructure there. Mm-hmm. Okay. In place first. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Just needs to be time with their school capacity. Right now, our schools in the city, um, they have a lot of portables. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. because it's a direct 
connection between our our residential growth, the timing of that, and the the uh, the number of students that are coming into the school system. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one is um, sustainability. I think we have a strong in the city. We have a strong sustainability uh, plan. We just need to put some dollars to it, and um, particularly I'm. I'm curious about the um, issues around green space in the city. I think we need to preserve that. Um, we need to continue to work on our, our buildings, you know, that the city has right now that owns and, you know, make sure that we have the proper lighting, you know, anything that's uh, green efficient, you know, we need to kind of build on that. Uh, the third, the third thing is, um, the reserve that I talked about, you know, making sure that we capture at least 5% of our any growth in uh, revenue, that we put aside that 5% for infrastructure uh, improvements. So those are my three. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I think I'm ready to wrap up. Um, you were mentioning your platform and all that. Uh, where can people go to find out more about you and about your campaign and stuff okay so you can go to www wilson for frederick is that the number four or the word for the word for okay yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah i know a lot of people there, there's like a that. combo between yeah. different candidates <laughs> no, no. wilson for frederick.com yeah Okay. And you can find all my information, my platform about me, my life story, and uh, how to participate and join our campaign. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's all we have. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining Thanks us. For <laughs>